0: I think, Ooh, let's make sure.
1: Episode eight, season one, Future Sounds FM. We're back with a fully assembled cast, including Tom, who has uh, become a dad since we last caught up. We've got Martin, who's about to head off to America. Rob, whose wife probably wouldn't let him if he'd have asked, <laughs> and True. me. And I'm copping all sorts of flack for going myself, so I can't really talk either. Right. But um, yeah, it's good to good to have you guys back. We've got loads to talk about, including a new Future Sounds event, which has just been announced. With Cat System Corp headlining his first ever UK gig. That's on November the 12th, but we'll talk a lot more about that. i are gonna kick you off with a track though. Uh, this is from X Wave's new album, Peak Internet. It's a track called Love. Yeah. that well that was love which is taken from the new album peak internet which is out now on my pet flamingo by x waves x waves as you may remember released the uh, classic Vaporwave for china which came out on mpf before that it came out on q rates um and he's back after quite a long hiatus and i think i think everyone would agree this is uh quite a triumphant return mm,
2: Something special for sure where's well, he been hiding it
1: well, that's what everyone seems to be saying. It's a strangely muted response to it, though. I don't know whether there's a lot of people on holiday. I'll be honest here. I don't normally like to talk about sales, because you can see when things are sold out and stuff like that. It's a slightly uh, muted response in terms of the number of records sold, but I'm putting that down to a lot of people saving up their spondulas for all the events that are happening this summer. Um, and loads of people away, man. And uh, people on holiday. But I like everyone who's, everyone who's listened to it, everyone who's reviewed it, is all talking about how amazing it is, and I, f- I have the feeling this is a, a sleeper hit right here. So I'm not uh, nervous or concerned. I just encourage people to listen to it because the rest of the album's just as good as that track.
0: Enzo, so. who so did the artwork on it? Uh, Vanitas, who
1: also did the artwork for Late Night Delight, mm-hmm. um, and I'm trying to think what
3: other Wait, he's it. done for us. He's got a few things. do. Away the for China with the new art.
1: <clears throat> he did he did you're quite right there he did he did and um, he's working on a new project for nobody here that we can't really talk about yet but that's a nice little hint too little late there. just did I did mention it was that shit spoilers Tom <laughs> mm-hmm. tell us mate how's it going How's are you enjoying it? It.
3: yeah yeah no man I'm, I'm loving it it's completely mad like the little boy doesn't know the difference between day and night and as a result I don't anymore <laughs> um, but it's lush man um loving it it's really good I saw I, I love the
1: picture you sent me and my brother of um Ry- Ryland enjoying his um first ever
3: time oh, he slept he slept through it all <laughs> I had to kind of force him into celebrating Poppy did as
1: well all Poppy tends to destroy stuff like today I was watching a bit of the Man United game and um I got so involved in it when Brighton scored that um Poppy fell over and I didn't Ooh. catch her she's got a slight she's got a slight <laughs> black eye from the oh, coffee call, table that's yeah. I know, honestly, so she's, going she's going to stay, she's going, Katie's back to work, uh, she's done a year of maternity leave and she starts work oh, again man. tomorrow, so I've got to take her up to her mum's, we've got like family childcare, which is really lucky, but she's going to be like, what on earth have you oh, been doing? Man. Bad
3: dad. So, um, yeah. When you say
0: that she fell over, do you mean she was on your lap and you you stood up very no, quickly no, no, to no, celebrate no, no. and she fell No, she was, oh. she was, she
3: was, she
1: was... She's kind of getting more and more confidence. So she was on her feet anyway. The problem is, is, that we've got we don't let her in that room very often. It's quite a solid, pointy right, right. edges. Growing has Got through. a proper shiner. and put yeah. I'm pointing to like the, the bone on the Jeez. side of your eye. There's a line mm. there where she you can see exactly where she's hit it. I felt that. There'll be plenty more of those. Yeah, mate. Yeah, they're, they're indestructible kids, which is not true. But I'd like to. Makes <laughs> me feel better anyway.
2: Don't leave them <laughs> they, alone in the bath.
3: I've yeah, got a scar in that it. in that very point from walking into the door of that early learning centre. Mm. Really? Do they still exist? Aw. Yes. No, they were bought
2: by the entertainer toy okay. shop. There you go. There you go. I've got a permanent, mm. permanent oh, reminder. Oh, so they
1: do. Fuck, you know, you're quick on the old Google today, Rob, or is that just a uh, fact
2: that you've got are, in the uh... They're a client of mine. That's the only reason why I know that.
1: Okay well I'm not sure if we've done that justice, I know that you're loving it Tom, I can tell that you're yeah, loving yeah. it and um, I think anyone, well we've all we've all been there so um, yeah I'm just buzzing for you, the first few weeks are hard but um, when he starts to understand a bit of what's night and what's day like you said I think uh, it gets a mm-hmm. little bit easier then if they sleep, so fingers crossed for you but Rob how you been doing mate? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm my, my, my seven now, isn't he? So he's
2: uh, I'm, I'm all through that, although he does still get the occasional black eye, more than occasional. <laughs> did, we watch the, um, did your kids watch uh, The Women Heroes? Oh, yeah. Because he was loving yes. a bit of that. Yeah, it was
3: fantastic. I was all over it. He that. really was. So powerful. It was great. It was great.
2: A friend of mine, daughter was there, and I can't imagine <clears> what it must have been like for an eight-year-old girl to be watching that live. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty powerful stuff. Man. But yeah, yeah, we're all good otherwise. Summer holidays now, so... Trying to get rid of them every day, so I can actually get some work done.
1: Well, we have got a heatwave on this week as well. Again, it seems just oh, come no. back. Yeah, it's up to thirty-four in in uh, Cardiff this week.
0: That's a, that's more right
1: than. through to Friday. So yeah,
0: we can't complain because in I'm six not time, anyway. no, it's been we, we, we we've had decent summer. It's been hot, but it's yeah, been it's decent. been good. It's yeah, been good. it's been good for getting it's been out decent. about and doing stuff. I I just to... don't.
1: It holds in New York next week, Martin.
0: It, yeah, true.
2: Is it the same kind of temp out there?
1: Uh, I can only remember the last time I went to Electronicon was two years ago, or three years ago it would have been actually, uh, and that was around the same time, and it was mm. absolutely yeah. boiling. Cities
3: feel so hot it's in the summer as hot. well, man, all that asphalt. and
1: Yeah, 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 and it's quite there's quite a lot of the venues outdoors, I think, as well.
2: Have you boys all filled up your paddling pools before the inevitable uh, post-pipe ban?
1: <clears throat> I did it today. I felt really
0: bad. <laughs> I felt like, no, a, no, like a, a naughty schoolboy. Well, it's legal, it's, uh, it's, all, yeah. it's all kosher, it's all good. I, I had a neighbour here, he was hosing his steps with a jet wash as if there was no, <laughs> no problem with water. There was just, no tomorrow. Just, yeah, I would start. Like, why are you hosing your steps? Well, that is, that I is I was, luxurious. I also appreciate this is quite niche conversation for a music pod, but hey-ho. You know. Well,
1: we can edit this down, that's the beauty of it. Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom's taking the harsh cut to this. <coughs> to this I'm going to stretch it out, I'm going to vaporwave it. Slowed and reversed. pipe band. Future Sounds. Well, okay. Well, why don't we start with something a bit more useful then? We've just dropped tickets for uh, Future Sounds Two, which is uh, rather appropriately titled Double Vision. The artwork's mm. been done by. Uh, an amazing uh andrew walker who runs stratford court record label he's done a lot of oh. art on records that you listen to you yes. might not even know that he did the art for but that kind of archetypal sound that uh, sorry not sound uh visual that kind of very uh, synesthetic of you
3: electrical. enzo you're seeing sounds yeah well, very poetic yeah.
1: Yes, indeed, indeed. Although it wasn't what I meant to say. But yeah, Andrew Walker runs Stratford Court. He's got um, a really clear and uh, powerful visual aesthetic. You can see it through all the records that are on his label. And there'll be loads of records that you've listened to that you're not even aware the artwork was done by him. And Mm -hmm. he come up with something that... He he just nailed the concept straight away, didn't he, Martin? Like when we were talking about what we wanted. We kind of showed him a 90s rave flyer, one of the early Fantasia flyers, which is kind of like a hardcore show that was on in the early 90s and yeah i just yeah it's exciting You've understood
0: the assignment mm-hmm.
1: it, it was the
0: um it was because he did the cover for that album that you guys released recently that was it by persona that La- Av- Av- Bracken, yeah. yeah oh he paper. did
1: that
2: that oh, yeah. one
0: that and uh, that yeah. that those two heads just stuck in my uh, the, the, the visual of it sort of stuck in my head quite a lot that was my kind of go-to reference when we were looking at ideas for the mm the poster in the first place I couldn't get that one out of my head it's yeah with the purples and greens
1: and yeah. It, yeah it's very very visually arresting but yes, yeah, so it's Cat System Corps UK live debut which is exciting mm. but we've also got loads of other amazing acts so we've got we've been talking about Pizza Hotline a lot online he's doing an interview for the next episode of this podcast um, he's going to be playing i think we can call a ps1 jungle style set he's got some new tracks that he's been working on for the Pl- pure life show that tom went to recently so tom you could maybe fill us in on that show as well we've got eve.exe's coming down from scotland who's a future funk banger um iverson always a house favorite yeah. uh and of course donor Lent. and then maybe this time you and i'll get to play our city Pop <laughs> set.
0: you never know if we don't fuck up I might the sound again. I might, I might change it. Just yeah, to be annoying.
1: I bought a couple of records today. I'm going to send you some links. I know I sent you one of them this morning. But I'm going to send you some links. There's, a, mm. there's been a... And in fact, anyone who likes City Pop, there's today and over this weekend, there's a City Pop on Vinyl 2022 event. So it's like... I think it's either HMV or Tower Records in Japan have reissued a lot of the classic City Pop albums. Some of them are sold out already, but there's a Discogs uh, Discogs shop uh, Shibuya Shibuya. Um, Anyone who's into buying City Pop will know them, and they're carrying quite a lot of stock from it. So there's like Cassiope, Mint Jams, um, and 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 a a load of others, a load of others. I'm
0: gonna go and check it out. Yeah, well, right Mm. now, not right now. See you later. I'll do it. We
3: sampled a track (laughs) off that uh, (laughs) on the Midnight Store album. There's a track on that Cassiope, um album called Midnight really? Rendezvous. There's like a really yeah, brief yeah. snippet in um, in one of the Midnight Store tracks on the, uh, yeah, from Donor Lens.
1: Yeah, it's kind of amazing to see how much City Pop's um, <clears throat> taken off amongst vinyl heads again yeah. and the records. Like some of the classics, you know, are worth 100 plus quid, 200 quid. Even with the reissues, it hasn't seemed to dilute the value of the originals. I guess that's probably the same. I don't collect vinyl that that closely, but I guess that's probably the same. It pushes up the price of the original pressing, right?
0: I can't work it out. It seems to go one way or the other, depending on what album we're talking. There's, there's been plenty of albums where they've re-released it, and I've had originals that have where you look on Discogs and people are paying far less. But like you say, City Pop definitely keeps its value. Um, my, my, my wish list is full of loads of them, but. Somewhere around about sort of five hundred pound mark at the highest, yeah. which I'd never buy. I'm just looking for someone that one day accidentally puts one less zero in there and snap it up quick before they realise. <laughs> well, I
1: was there. There was a shop. Um, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember. It doesn't matter now, really, because the stock's gone. But it came up on the Synthwave Vinyl Collectors Group last week. And basically, what must have happened is a huge wholesaler uh, that has a massive discog shop with about 70,000 records. And obviously, someone's gone in there and they've gone. I don't know what this is. This is Morgan Willis. So I don't know what this is. This is the Midnight. And they put like twenty copies of the Midnight's first curates release mm. up for about seven pounds. Home. without without searching and the, the average price used to be 100 quid plus for that Yeah, because it's sealed it's it hasn't got the, the instrumental tracks it's literally just the vocals it's like the, <coughs> the crowdfund one they did before they got famous and someone's had a right balls up there you get snapped up I got one but <coughs> I'm sure there were people who got more than a handful of them I managed to get it.
0: them while, it just after the curates itself I managed to get one when they, they were selling them on their site before they had the kind of fandangle swish midnight Midnight um, store online mm-hmm. that they have now. Um, I picked one up for about £15, I think it was. Then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: mad. It just They just blew up suddenly, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, back think... b- back to the event, I suppose. If you want to pick up tickets, if you're UK based, w- you can buy tickets now, future-sounds.co.uk. Uh, the show's at uh, Folklore, which is where we were originally going to do the first um, event. Mm. Um, so it's kind of an intimate venue. Uh, Really aesthetic, really nice. There's an amazing pizza
3: place on the corner, which I can't. Yeah, yard sale. sale, Shout out to Give us a
1: discount. (laughs) Yeah, man. You've played played there before. I've played. um,
3: Folklore's home turf for me. I've played there dozens of times. Um, I had my 30th birthday there. It's it's super vibey place. It's kind of. I mean, we did some filming for nobody here there. Um, Yeah. Mm. It's just. It's got a really vibey live room. It's got a vibey bar. There's a cat that lives there called Manouche. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't ask for anything more. It's, it's a, a really cool place. It's quite small. Comes a bit of a sweatbox, but for what's, what's the capacity? Top one hundred
1: one twenty. Yeah. It's one hundred and twenty.
3: Okay. We've got. Oh wow, it is intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we had one hundred and fifty for the first the event, and we wanted to go bigger. Uh, the issue has been with late notice. I think we were a little bit burnt out with how hard it is to put on your first show then we all got busy and then when we went to put on the second show we underestimated how hard it was going to be to find a bigger venue in London so the aim is to come back with a a bigger capacity event in March but what we've managed to do this time I think is tighten up the uh, the the list of artists but having Cat System Corps a huge headliner his mm-hmm, first ever yeah. show in the UK I think that's going to draw a lot of people in and while he's while he's with us he's going to do an interview for the Nobody Here project which is great because uh, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's getting close to being done um, but yeah, no, it's just exciting to to do something and keep involved in in life in the live scene. There's a lot on in November as well, which we also didn't realise. Suddenly there was a ca- there was a Carpenter Brute gig being announced. There was a Joy Bishop show.
2: It's a uh, Pitchfork Festival. Yeah, with Clanton. With, uh, so there's a yeah, wave
1: happening too. You know, so I think it makes sense to do something more intimate and focus on having a smaller number of really really good um, acts, um, and then come back with something a bit more day festivally next year. I think.
0: Yeah, and it will be a great night. It's that kind of, um, as Tom says, it's a great venue, really great venue. I've been there a couple of times now, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah, the 12th, Saturday, the 12th of November. We're going to start around 6pm, I think, and then we'll finish when we finish.
1: We've had a few people comment saying, oh, London, it's always London. Um, We have got big plans to take something abroad next year. Mm. Um, And we are also, as Tom, I think you replied, to someone yeah. earlier on then you just just saying look we are we are going to take this outside of the uh, M25 orbit
2: and you guys did Leeds recently and <clears> you know there's other stuff happening
0: space yeah you've got Bristol's, Jack doing like... stuff
1: in Bristol as well
0: <clears throat> future sounds are levelling up that's what we're doing levelling up I oh, don't <laughs> <laughs> as Glenn would say that's
1: enough politics
3: yeah, the big vapor society. I, w- I was going to bring some politics <laughs> back into it, but I don't. I don't know whether that's a good idea or not. But I, I saw a good hot take on the on the subject of, of city pop, um, which was I saw a discussion okay. on on Twitter between Male Tears, who's kind of associated with the vapor scene but makes kind of goth, kind of gothy pop stuff, really good, um, and yeah. an artist called Eliana D'Angelo, and they were discussing how people like a certain sort of uh, community of internet music fans will only listen to kind of uh, funk music and house music if it's, you know, performed by Japanese people and called city pop or future funk. You know, when it, this is essentially black music, but black people are being airbrushed out of the out of the story. I thought mm-hmm. it was quite an interesting discussion and I think there's some truth in it. Yeah, same, same arguments have been had since the rock yeah. and roll days. There was a, on, on Reddit, on the City Pop Reddit, some sort of quite sweet but naive user was like, Oh, I've been listening to Off the Wall by Michael Jackson, I'm hearing some City Pop influencers in this. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, as 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 if as if the influence is that way around. Come on, the yeah. timeline though, even the <laughs> yeah. timeline's not. And it's right. the same bloody like, musicians. That, that's not like hard to like check. you you look at the session musicians who are playing on, on Off the Wall yeah. and stuff, and then you look at look at some of the credits on the big City Pop Amazon. and it's the same bloody musicians being flown over. Hmm. It is, yeah, that's yeah,
1: yeah. crazy. But I, I do like. I mean, I I don't. I haven't read the article or the argument in detail, so I don't want to jump in and take a yeah. side. But I do find the the origin story of city pop quite mm-hmm. interesting when you consider the post war influence yeah. of America on J- Japanese society and young people and them creating something for themselves. So almost like this fusion yeah. of the music they've been force fed by American GIs presumably, yeah. and yeah. the traditional side of things and incorporating their own yeah. instruments. And there's something about that. Yeah. Um, which is which is quite naive and beautiful, rather than um, sort of like it's not, it's not kleptomania. Well, I, I mean, it's stealing yeah. in a good way. Everyone's
3: channeling their favourite. It's not intro. just it, funk song pre- songs sung in Japanese as well. There, there's some. There's one extra yeah. degree of kind of originality injected into there, isn't it?
1: And and like the stuff like Cassiope, and then you can go beyond that. Outside of the funkier stuff, you've got some really experimental stuff, which is much more jazz influenced than than fun. And I know they're from the they may be branches of the same tree in yeah. some respects. The, these musicians, but there's some really um experimental, less dancey city pop, or yeah. maybe you wouldn't even call it city pop, but it, it yeah. leads you to. I think the
3: j- j- jazz sounds language. have kind of lingered longer in Japan <clears> than <throat> they have in in America. You know, like the jazz being like the the predominant music or those jazz sounds kind of seem to have lasted longer and kind of prevailed longer and then then seems to be kind of coming back into big mainstream american music as well and it never left in japan
1: do you know i'd like to do i think we can do this for the next series when we come back after the summer i think we should get someone like van porgamum and we can um we can talk about because he's got some strong opinions on it he's got a very big record collection. um He mm. takes he takes himself around the world playing vinyl sets. He's been invited back to Japan several times to play sh- to play shows. And I was, <coughs>
0: at, I was looking at his website this week because he's um he's got yeah, he's a, blog a lot of toss, really... top
1: fives and top tens, is isn't he
0: yeah, but he's got a really it's really well written, and he had mm. a really interesting um a really interesting take. We won't go into it today, but um about this sort of post-vaporwave movement and the, the, the more the kind of visually aesthetic part of it. And um, it was it was a very interesting read, I was okay. to put that way. It was uh, fascinating.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, we're going to interview him for the film as well. I think he's going yeah. to be in London, in fact, in October. So that might be a time to do it, Tom. Maybe we can mm. get him into your studio. Yeah, for sure. and we can, we'll, we'll be down there filming him anyway. That sounds mm-hmm. like a great idea. Cool. All right. Well, why don't we talk about some of the tracks we've been listening to? Um, let's, um, let's kick off with you, Tom.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um so uh, my track is a song by an artist called Yulali who's actually a Japanese artist kind of uh, linking on from what we were just talking about Um, kind of became aware of her music really having seen her perform at the Pure Live event uh, the Friday before last which was um, at the glove that fits in Hackney Dalston kind of area um, organised by a Pure Life label which is you know uh, a dream punk ambient IDM label in our kind of broader internet music world they're run out of Manchester. And actually their co-owner is a Ukrainian guy who I think has escaped. Um, but um, anyway, they, they put on an amazing weekend of events. I could only um, get a sort of um, freedom pass uh, to, to go to one of the events um, on account of uh, new dad status. But yeah, I went to the, the Friday night event, which was more of like a kind of dance event. Um, and yeah, the first act I saw was this uh, Japanese artist called Yulali who's from Kyoto and she plays kind of ambient, dream punk uh, kind of sort of tunnel techno kind of stuff going on in there and she does her own vocals over the top and she's got a very cool almost vocaloid kind of delivery like sort of Hatsune Miku uh, sort of um, that kind of thing, like really uncanny vocals and so the track that I'm picking is called In Hindsight came out last year and it's got a bit of all of that in it a bit of the ambient stuff, a bit dream punky got some techno beats that come in towards the end and it's got some very sort of distant whispery vocals in there as well very cool and uh yeah i met her and she's lovely
0: she'd come over from Kyoto for that just that that one event she'd come over for uh, for a weekend
3: of events so she played the 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 Dolson event which was kind of like a more high octane kind of dance event then the day after she played an ambient set at a venue in sort of Waterloo area called Eclectic and that was like more of a kind of ambient surround sound with visuals kind of event then um Mm. I believe she played one more event in the local one
1: there's a Todd, local Todd one. Todd
3: Morden, I think, is the place near, yeah. near you know, yeah. in Yorkshire, I think, which is where a- Andy from yeah. Pure Life is based, I believe. Um, lovely guy. Really, really nice. I, the, the best thing about this event really was meeting people. Like, the music was wicked. Um, there's all these sounds that I used to go out clubbing to in the 2010s. I don't know if they're called that 2010s. Um, I remember, like, these kind of dubstep, <laughs> post-dubstep, sort of future yeah. garage-type sounds that were big in the 2010s or... <clears throat> coming back again and that, that was the the sound of the evening really these kind of dark moody beats in fact one of the artists on the bill Hightowel, was was I was a big fan in the 2010s and he was the last minute booking standing in for somebody who couldn't make it because of the train strike I think um, and yeah mm-hmm. Hytel's wicked so he crossed the picket line scab <laughs> scab sca- <laughs> scab that's <laughs> enough <for> politics <laughs> that's enough politics for one day Rob <laughs> um, yeah a- amazing event I, w- I wish I'd caught the, the, the second event because um would have been, you know, really nice kind of double header, having like a sort of big high octane kind of dance event. And then, then really winding down with some sort of live ambient stuff the day after. But yeah. um r- r- I, I liked really what you event. said. When,
1: I liked what you said when you described it as this dark, moody beats and music, and then just the most beautiful people.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, yeah. so often the way. Yep. Yeah. You, you might expect and some people to be quite edgy or <clears throat> spiky because, you know, the, the, the presentation yeah. is quite austere, but like, that's what they say about metal fans isn't it like the, the, the scariest the people who make the scariest metal music or yeah. into the scariest metal music tend to be the most lovely
1: like Eddie in Stranger Things
3: yeah true fact. lovely guy he didn't kill no one
1: Steve alone he really didn't exactly that's a spoiler if anyone hasn't <laughs> seen it by now then <laughs> fuck
3: them I haven't seen any I haven't seen any of it I'm just watching Better Call Saul and the bloody Arsenal documentary
1: yes <laughs> uh, uh ah yeah let's not talk about it. I did well we can, we can we can talk about that later actually yeah we can mention I it thought this was on. a football and parenting um, podcast w- <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I I did a little Um, I went down the rabbit hole as it were and I ended up looking I think it was is it called Kevlar Studio did the art for the poster they do
3: a lot of the art they mm-hmm. might have done the art for, um, for maybe there is the, the, the album. okay yeah the Reseda Prime album maybe but yeah the, a lot of the pure life stuff yeah. I think yeah
1: but if you scroll through, there's a lot of things that you you might not have known was them. But they do a lot of this stuff uh, for for that label and uh, some some incredible art, yeah. incredible art. And uh, we've been chatting to them in the last couple of days about doing That's some good. stuff for us. One, in the one thing I, I
3: seem I've noticed more and more happening is uh, <coughs> albums being presented. They have a, a main visual artist who designs the cover, but employing somebody else to do the design. I think with with MPF releases, you know, most most often it's the same person who does the the artwork and the formatting formatting, but um,
1: with the exception, though, of of when you re release a classic, um, quite often the hardest challenge that you have to overcome this, this, is, this might be interesting, it might be boring for some people. I'll, I'll keep it brief. But, like, one of the hardest challenges you might have, say, for example, if you wanted to do Hit Vibes, I'm just picking that randomly. We're not doing a repress of Hit Vibes, so don't get excited. But the cover art itself is quite low res. So, by the time you've zoomed it out to 12 inches, don't forget all these early Vaporwave albums were designed to just be displayed on the internet, they didn't yeah. give any thought to expanding it. Uh, infinitely for large posters and stuff like that, so you 've got to find a way to make it presentable on a bigger mm-hmm. on a bigger palette or canvas uh, and then do all of the track listing and all of the other design to it so we do work with Glenn a lot. And we've been doing some stuff with him recently. So he did some stuff with Micromat scenes, and he did um, a classic Wave Shaper album that we're working on, uh, where he's taken the original cover and he's managed to still blow it. Out. It's, it's. I don't know how he's done it. I think he might have used AI to some degree, like uh, as in like the inbuilt engines in Photoshop to improve the uh, the enhance enhance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not supposed yeah. but to then, be able but to then do then that. He's, he's created. He's created the the rest of the cover is just he's created a world from using elements from the original art and he, it just looks. I can't wait for the record to come. I think he, he called though.
0: me about it because I think he was quite chuffed with himself when he yeah. managed to do it because he, oh, he yeah. like, as he explained, it was a real ball ache to try and figure <clears> it out. <throat> um, but from the sounds of it, I've not seen it but from the sounds of it it sounds like he's done a bloody good well, job well the first
1: there. thing he said to me when I sent him the picture was he said is that the biggest one you've got because yeah. so, you're probably fucked <laughs> 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 you would have to do whole new art for it and I, you don't want to do that because that's kind of a moment in history and I've, we've seen the controversy when you reinvent artwork for things like Late yeah. Night Delight I was about so to we, say is
2: Late Night Deluxe is that, why, is that the reason Late Night Delight even is that the reason why the artwork changed because the original was low res? The,
1: the one the I one did tests. with the help of my friend Sean, the first time we pressed it on vinyl, I took the same idea of using the Moon Man, but I used a more colourful uh, McDonald's kind of uh, piece inspired piece of art, and then we got the cover art from that, but this one was completely new design, but yeah, the main reason is because the original art, as nice as it is, as iconic as it is, yeah. just can't be blown up, it's too much. Interesting. Muddy. Okay. So yeah, that's the kind of thing that you find yourself, you know, it's one one step is to secure agreement to put these things like these holy grail records on vinyl. The next is to work out a way in which you can present it without I'm looking a shit. So, so yeah. yeah Circular yeah. trade.
0: But yeah, that's in, in, um insight into enzo headaches there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's my day job is just dealing with things like that, yeah. All right. Um Rob, how about Wait. you? What <clears> you <throat> have you been listening to this week?
2: Yeah, On My Radar, it's um, a Brother Tiger track that was originally released last year. He's a great guy, based from uh, a Ohio, based in Brooklyn now. We had him on the Forever Since show uh, last year. But it is a new remix from a new EP remixes. It's um, the track Heaven, and this is the Fire Tools remix. Um, if you don't know about Fire Tools, um, they are Angel Mark Lloyd. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. Um, very, very eclectic producer. Um, I think living in Chicago um, you, do you know a little bit about um, Angel, don't you Tom? Yeah, so, uh, D- yeah, so she's D-
3: mastered a couple of our records um, yeah. and yeah, she. I mean she she kind of masters the big records in the sort of uh, kind of post-vapor world and, uh, but yeah, she seems to have a kind of finger in, in every every kind of alternative genre, internet genre out there.
2: What was interesting about this is less a remix, it's more of a redo and I think you told me Tom that she tends to just re record the vocals on on, on the remix that she does so so it is Fire Tools singing very closely resembling the original Brother Tiger uh, track and it's a a great tune but yeah as you can imagine it's kind of post-vaporised from the original so I'd, I'd give both a listen but I'm going to play the Fire Tools remix
3: Yeah, we're
1: gonna. Yeah. We're trying to. Um, we're trying to interview her for the film. We were originally gonna go to Chicago next week. That was our first stop. But the flight.
3: She lives jumped. in the Burbs now as well. She's she's kind of moved moved, moved Woodstock. to. Would Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: so she was. She's very kindly agreed to to host us as well. So we were going to go out oh, there. She was going to. She was going to oh, recreate a studio and stuff. And unfortunately, when we went to, by the time we got our work visas, or yeah, our work visas, the the flights had jumped so dramatically, we can't afford to go <laughs> there. So we're finding another way. She's still going to be in the yeah. film, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to her. I think she's just an incredibly talented <laughs> uh, person. And
3: I saw that she's. Um, she had an appearance on uh tim heidecker's show on on adult swim i think i can't remember what his show's called but she she's she's had like a a huge opportunity i mean she she's kind of like really kind of exists on the cusp of the mainstream which is which is crazy for an artist who's so uncompromising but i know that she masters like king gizzard and the lizard wizard albums and stuff like she yeah she she, Uh. she's like has uh, dabbles with fame much more than any of us do Really, yeah. That's mad. Okay. Because uh, it's
1: interesting because I, I they're a big band. Like I, I'm aware of them outside of previous to any vaporwave. Yeah, well, it's, got to, it's got nothing. It's got nothing to do with
3: vaporwave. It's just she's, just, no, she's a no, skilled but, mastering but, engineer in her own right, and she's you know one of very few people in uh, our world uh, who, who who does this full time. You know,
1: but where the connection to me came back around was that one. I think it might be dish or um, Fish Prince Records. One of one of them. Basically, the, this band have effectively said to people do your own pressings of our album we don't care yeah and and i don't know which album it was or whether it was all of them i can't remember exactly it's probably something that can be really easily found out online but effectively you saw about five or six different labels putting out versions of this album on vinyl because they just said just go do what you want to do with it which is kind of crazy this in in a world where you know there's so much tight control of copyright and stuff for a band to be that free and yeah Encourage wherever they
2: see the value in people. putting things in people's hands exactly yeah exactly there's nothing like it word for mouth yeah exactly all right With martin watches. what about
1: you
0: mate yeah it's been a well it's been about a month isn't it since we probably did the last one i went to a, a cass is dead concert about three weeks ago at um where was it south bank and it's sort of it was a more of a kind of a he's sort of an r&b artist but he's got a lot of synth and kind of vapory influences in a lot of his beats that he's um, been pulling out in the last couple of years I think and it kind of sent, after going home from that it sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole of looking at some of the um, more vapour trap side of things uh, in the genre and some, you know, some of it's alright some, some of it's great some of it's sort of struggling with a little bit but as I was going through I ended up sort of sliding along a bit more of a chill wave, almost like a sort of jazz, the kind of more jazz-influenced vaporwave stuff. So this week, I thought I was going to go with the, um, the track's called Marauder. It's from the the album released in January from um, Oblique Occasions, which is Anathema. Now, I personally, you know, to my own detriment, hadn't come across the artist or the album at all until about last week. I don't know if you guys know it or not, but it's really, really nice, sort of good sort of, jazzy sort of vapour um, vibe to it that has just been working with the nice warm weather putting it on in the background sort of working so I was going to go with that this week it's, it's, a, it's a smashing album I think it's I think it's been released on vinyl through Aloe City who are oh, one yeah. of the yes. UK yes because yes. they are doing a special on their um, uh, fan club so they've still got a fan club pressing but the rest of it is completely sold out so I may have to join the fan club. I'm not too sure. But yeah, the track's called Marauder. It's the second track on the uh, Anathema album for public occasions.
3: thing right <coughs> uh, yes I think so that I, I, I'd read somewhere about it the artwork is definitely in that sort of haircuts for men sort of um, kind of uh, da Vinci diagram kind of um, vibe um, it's a very I'm looking at the cover right now it looks wicked
1: I don't know if you guys saw I put a call out by uh, the MPF Twitter feed the other day asking people to send fresh barber mm-hmm. beads and um we had quite a, we were inundated with um suggestions and stuff because i've been listening to a lot of the stuff allo city's put out in fairness mm. um macroblank for example mm. godspeed um few people and um one of the things that come off the back of that tweet was um vanitas who we were talking about before yeah. sent us he's done some I suppose you'd call it where he you know, the artwork's very inspired by by Barber Beats. He's designed it himself. Um, the music is all pretty much sample-free, I believe, as well. So there's quite a few artists who are trying to start to do that, um, which which is I think is an is an interesting term for the genre because some of the critics of Barber Beats have said that maybe some of Haircuts or Men's work is it wasn't particularly transformative on the original samples I don't mm. I mean there's a lot of that in Vaporwave generally it's not yeah. that's kind of the point of a lot of it anyway take a loop and and you know like repeat 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 add some reverb I mean there's a lot of that music out there so it's, it's hardly fair to just call him out on that issue but there's been some critiques of Barber Beats in that sense so it's quite Interesting to see producers starting to put an original touch on a lot of it, but mm. I've been listening to a lot of that stuff as well. I'll check it. It's out lovely. That album.
0: It's just I, I think it's just been maybe it's the time of the year or the kind of I'd say it's definitely. It's, it's just a, chill, isn't it? Yeah, and my my, my, my music sort of venues and venues uh, avenues are very much kind of weather related as well. If it's hot yeah. and sunny outside, there has to be something quite chilled out on indoors. So. um but again, I think on the, on the bar beats piece, I had read a bit about it. Can I think some people in, uh, feel a little bit too controversial about it in terms of what, you know, feeling it's sort of straight, as you say, straight, either a straight up copy or not a lot of imaginative work going into it. But what I've listened to has been um, been enjoying it a lot.
1: Yeah, and it's Barlocks anyway because it's all recontextualised. <coughs> it's, yeah, That's, exactly. that's what vaporwave is. Exactly. We can't get we can't get snobby about no. about yeah. anything really. You
2: could say that about early hip hop. They just straight up played. Existing tracks, but as well, there's something to be said for that because you are introducing those tracks to an audience who might go and revisit and rediscover. So, there ain't nothing wrong with like you know, introducing older artists from other eras to new eyes and ears and hands. The the Kate Bush effect, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. although stop covering
3: running up that hill. It's like a, a curator, a curatorial skill. Yeah
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like being a really yeah obscure DJ yeah. who's like digging in the crates and saying, "Have you heard this? Yeah. I'm going to present it to you in this way." Going, there's a-, a world
1: of difference between someone in 2022 now taking a Michael Jackson sample and looping it, which would have been acceptable yeah. 10 years ago when St. Pepsi first started doing it and others, but now yeah. for someone to do that and then for them well, to dig in recently. the crates,
2: and, uh, yeah. and and he, and I think he was. Um, pretty young thing or whatever but he chose such a niche little sample of that song that you could barely recognize it i think
1: he called And it Lola same. Disco's done it with quite a few Madonna yeah. songs as well like yeah, really yeah. big Madonna songs but they just sound transformed and i think i want to say it was either Lola Disco or Melonade someone did a uh, uh, Rick Astley mm-hmm. as well <laughs> But but, so but it was but they took it they took it so sparse they took such sparse sections such mm. short sections of it that it, you don't feel like you're being rickrolled by listening to it put it that mm. way there's a skin in yeah. there man
3: I remember when yeah. Kanye West blew up and being like thinking that there was there was no talent in just taking the the obvious hooks of big songs and then and making them the centerpiece of your own tune and that that was my like snooty opinion age like thirteen. But um, now, now I just recognise them as bangers. Like They were bangers then, they're bangers now. Like, So what?
1: I did feel the same. I, I was kind of triggered. I remember, I'll be honest with you. I was quite triggered by the 21st century Schizoid Man mm-hmm. sample. Because I'd not long spent a whole like month or two just getting... Oh, right you're a big that. progger. I've got it on vinyl. Well, I'm not, but I, I do... I mean, my dad used to play it when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And so that yeah. album in particular is, is an absolute yeah. classic. It's, that that yeah. song it's got the freak out yeah. section and that is just some of the best instrumentation you'll ever think hear think about the unreal. audience that
3: Kanye West is introducing that <laughs> kind of thing to like it's it's not an obvious King Crimson listening audience is it so I think that that's no, that's pretty right. amazing
1: You are right Yeah of course it is yeah of course it is
3: I've changed Yeah oh, me I've too <laughs> 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 we have all just sure I'd like fine mine <laughs>
1: But yeah, I think that the, you hit the nail on the head when you said about a curatorial role. If you're picking things and recontextualizing them, that's your role. It's like a DJ. The DJ doesn't necessarily produce his own tracks, though some do. But what they do is they they put a collection of tracks together and they create a vibe and they entertain mm-hmm. people. And that's a skill in and of itself. So, I'm all good with it. yeah. we're all all good with it. So yeah. Well, I'm going to pick my my pick for the week. I want to give a little shout out to Zayas. Um, because yes. I was going to pick his new track I've been listening to that a lot um, it's wicked
2: back Tide, is it that's such a good train
1: no I was listening to Chromeboy I've been, oh. I've been slamming Chromeboy which came out oh. on the 5th so that literally came out on Friday that's a new release but uh, unfortunately I am um, for Zayas although uh, hopefully people will we can include them, the links for both anyway so people can check it out I've I um, stumbled across Selections Volume 6 which is Mitch Murder's. Latest uh Odds and sods, aren't they? That yes, it's release. a long running series of offcuts, oddities and basically just unreleased gold. Um, the track that I, I'm gonna pick is called Assembly Line and in all honesty, if you listen to it, it won't necessarily sound all that different to like your archetypal Mitch Murder track, which kind of makes the title a bit ironic, I suppose. But that is what I love about it. Um, without the album's blurb, you wouldn't be able to place when the track was made it's classic synthwave it's got top-notch production as you'd expect from mitch murder but it's kind of a callback to the early outrun sound which is i don't know i don't know what you guys think it seems to have all but died from the modern synthwave scene Mm. and having someone this good uh in mitch murder out there to remind us that outrun outrun sorry still has that kind of room uh, that place in the scene is a pretty timely reminder. There's enough cough, copycat Midnight Acts out there, and oh I just way. love this track. And I, I, yeah, massive shout to Minch Murder. This track is called Assembly Line.
0: saying that the the time of anonymous artists and anonymous producers is over and people like Mitch Murder need to show their faces because I want to see what their face looks like and I want to be able to understand who the person is behind the music. And but
1: what, what Right if like, you got to no one to no, no one ever got Daft Punk to take their fucking mask off. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. what
0: I mean it was it just became a case of what, well why you're just, you you sure. know, harassing the poor the poor guy if he goes to an event like his, anim- <clears> his <throat> anonymity must make his life so easy if look, he wants to just pop out to events and you can see other other artists but I know that um, Alex Kalinski, Highway Superstar, he chats to him and speaks to him quite regularly. And I don't know whether they FaceTime, but they um, they converse and talk quite a lot. But I don't think he's ever even met him either. So um, we've been chatting a care. bit
1: recently about yeah. um, a, di- a different project, which is mm. not a Mitch Murder product. It's one of his um, his other aliases which could be exciting but he's a busy man so it's kind of as with everything it's just waiting for the right time to do that but Mm. i don't know that that kind of there's there's a sense of entitlement or expectation of of what you want to hear sometimes if you go through the synthwave vinyl uh, not vinyl collectors group so much the uk synthwave group you've got the people who are saying how angry they are or they sound angry about the midnight's new stuff yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not a massive fan of the new stuff. I think it's gone too far down the rock side of things, but I respect their right to mm. do whatever they, can fuck do whatever they shit want. They want yeah. And and they are they they are further exploring a different aspect of 80s music by introducing that kind of cock rock element to it, if that's fair <laughs> yeah. way to describe it.
3: No, I um, think that is fair.
1: <laughs> but I just <laughs> don't Island. understand why people get so annoyed. But yeah. it's not new. They're not making it
2: for you.
0: They're making it for them. No. Um, don't buy it if you don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've,
1: it's I've, a, I find
0: yeah. the, the 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 kind of the, the the heavy midnight fans and the kind of well, I could say extreme midnight fans or extreme gunship fans. They they all consume and consume and consume, and they'll happily you know most of them will like whatever's been released, but they do get very emotional about it. It becomes very kind of um, strange to see such intense opinions on things. I guess you could say is the best the way. Cult. Of, the way. Yeah, well, well, the cult of really, gunship is real as well. Well, Yeah. They'll sit around campfires
1: being <laughs> love interviewed. It. Yeah. I love it. only make the same music. <clears throat> but it's, it's kind of the same with like, was it the guy from Kings of Leon saying, you guys only want to hear fucking Sex on Fire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you, they took the decision to, I can remember reading an interview because I used to love them in the early days. Their first couple of albums were, I, I mm. was right Yeah, into. they were great, man. And I remember reading an interview with, um, is it Caleb? It might yeah, be Caleb, the think singer. So, yeah. And he said that mourning. people were complaining they couldn't understand the words they were singing. And so they made a conscious decision, I think, to start dressing in Topshop clothes and <laughs> singing more clearly. And then they created Sex on Fire. So there's kind of a beast that is of their own creation, mm, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. i have got
3: little sympathy. They spoilt my love for their band. But yeah. again, I sound like a Midnight fan. Kings of Leon had to abandon a show because the pigeons kept on shitting in the guy's mouth from the rafters. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism yeah, okay. and you know a reality Boo, play
2: your analogy
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to hear Molly's <laughs> Chambers man <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> gotta change your mind
1: meanwhile <laughs> there's 14 year olds screaming they want to hear Sex on Fire so no one's a winner go down any no local London winning.
2: pub on a Friday night you hear a cover band playing
1: yeah.
0: right, don't worry that, about that. It. I, I saw that I think they're headlining the, the Boardmasters Festival in, in Newquay in the summer which is oh, like, like a surf music festival I used to go to it quite a lot way back sort of 15 years ago um, but I did see that they're headlining the Sunday, I think. But it will be very much just a sing-along, I think, uh, by the time they get on. It's
1: all good. It's all good. Yeah.
0: Speaking of festivals, Martin, we're going oh. to New York next week. No, you're going next week. I'm going Lucky the week kid. after. You're, you're, you're there a bit longer than me. But so yeah. I'm
1: off. We're flying on Tuesday the
0: 16th. so yeah, we. are so uh, on the... Th-
1: mm. You're going on the week 18th. it's
0: that's, that's not next week, is it? It's week after next.
1: No. Yeah. Well, today is Sunday, so it's not this Tuesday, but it's next week. It's the
0: following Tuesday. Oh, of course, because really Sunday's the first day of the week, so technically, yeah. sorry, yeah, I've confused okay, myself. Sorry, yeah. yeah, that's that's right, we're going to New York next <clears throat> week. Um, we are essentially going... Well, you, you're going for a few things in terms of the kind of nowhere, uh, nobody here movie. I'm going. Shall to I do a little bit of just, spoilers? Shall, I, shall yeah. I tell
1: people a little bit about who we're interviewing? I'm sure people will be interested. Yeah. So some of this stuff's not absolutely locked in in terms of times and dates, but... We're going to be speaking to... So we were going to go... I said this before. We were going to go to Chicago. We were going to speak to Van Porgham. Um, we were going to speak to Synchro Start. We that was were going to speak to Fire Tools. Um, Fire Tools mm. um, but we've had to move some of that stuff around. So instead, we're grabbing Equip, who's also from Chicago. We're grabbing him in, in Brooklyn. We're still trying to tie up Death Dynamic Shroud while we're there. Mm-hmm. FM Skyline's in. We've got John Zabeel, who's Business Casual, the record mm-hmm. label. Uh, a release every friday absolute classic label indie Advant, who is involved with tiger blood studio tiger blood tapes and also oh, yeah. utopia district we're speaking to whitewoods dan mason skeleton lipstick saint pepsi vaporor um mesh um like yeah to? Yeah, big tick 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 anyone and everyone quite a few people we were going to speak to Lux while we were out there but we're going to do that because she wants to be off camera we're going to do that uh, after the event because it's going to be busy enough as it is because it seems like there's like a little bit like that pure life uh, weekend that Tom went to last week Mm -hmm. in London there's just events popping up everywhere so on the Friday before there's a tape swap that we're vendors Mm -hmm. at as NPF and there's all sorts of people playing the great and good of vaporwave is descending upon Brooklyn for three days.
3: Oh, man, I'm so, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I think it'll be. It,
0: I was really quite determined to go when it when it popped up because, of course, it's been so long with uh, COVID and all that sort of thing. I think it's it's back in. Did you uh, say Vince? Is it back in the original location it was when they did it in New York the first time round? It's still in Brooklyn, but it's yeah. at a new venue so no, I can't
1: remember the name of the one this one's at Knockdown Centre
0: Knockdown yeah. so
1: it's a slightly different part of Brooklyn I think I've got I want to say it's up near Queens I should know this we've got We've got the Airbnb booked and everything but I haven't yeah. um, I haven't looked too tight because the places that I need to lock in for me when I'm going to New York are a day at Coney Island on the beach mm-hmm. and the brewery so if you are around still when we go there, that would be cool because the brewery is amazing on the beach. Um, yeah, I, I should be. Well out. The yeah, Rosetta's Pizza Place as well for anyone who's going there. Oh, you've talked a lot about it before. You
2: said that's like an amazing pizza place. Your missus found it, didn't she?
1: She did, yeah, when we went on holiday <coughs> there. And I've been back there every time since. And then there's Sundays in Brooklyn as well. But Robert, Rosetta, sorry, Roberta's Pizza Place is... Um, you can never get a table immediately, but they've got like an outdoor garden, so it's like a beer garden. It doubles up as, and with the weather being good, hopefully, it's just perfect. I just love, I love Brooklyn anyway. It's my favourite place in the world. Yeah, me too, man. For, for
2: those that can't make it over, like myself, some of those artists like George Clanson, Negi Gemi, Death, Dynamix, who you mentioned, are going to be in uh, in London Fabric in November in that in that mm. week of superb gigs like We've got oh, like the Future that. Sounds one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think we're probably all going to that. Yeah. So, yeah, so you, you can make some of them, but um, but man, I'm envious that you're going over there. Sorry, fake man. What were you saying?
0: Um, oh yeah, it was just about Brooklyn, I think it was. So I've not, I when I've been been to New York before, it's always just been bloody Manhattan. So I'm looking forward to. I've been out to Brooklyn, but not stayed there. So I'm looking forward to it being a little bit of a different experience as well. And like you say, there's a lot of events. There's something most days. I think I'm there till the Tuesday, Monday or the Tuesday, the Monday. I think it is. So um, we got plenty of uh, opportunity to, to pack stuff in, but it should be good fun. Oh, yeah, I went to the a few times. That's quite a big venue. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw an FM... I saw the Midnight there or fm Oh, before, really? Like, it have been, I forget where it was now. Um,
1: You're right, no, It's trotter. gone a few years you ago. You're right, Globetrotter,
0: mine. I try to be. Oh, you really are. It depends if you've got the money. You've got to put the money aside, otherwise... Flights have gone up.
1: That's, that's definitely something I've yeah, noticed. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you've noticed yet, because I, I haven't converted my money yet, but I did notice the dollar's doing really well against the pound. So, so we're not going to have much uh, cash to play with while we're there. Whereas when I went there the first time, like 20 years ago, it was almost two dollars to a pound.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's like much, $1.30. Much closer
1: yeah. to one for one, one twenty, one thirty. Yeah.
0: But we'll be all right, I think. We'll just get. <clears throat> I'm just going to drink on the plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I think should laughs> we go be to the a supermarket. We'll
1: be in the in the Airbnb, drinking and making, turning cool. our garden into a, <laughs> uh, like a pub beer garden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the best thing about these things from my experience having gone to the first one is just the amount of people from the community mm. just together yeah. just having mm-hmm. everyone together that's the best thing meeting people that you've spoken to online like I've had people come up to me because the first thing I saw when I walked into the first electronic con was someone wearing an MPF shirt which was like no way for us we were not long set up maybe we'd been going for two years at that point and that was quite a surreal moment that's cool to to have someone you know wearing wearing an my pet flamingo t-shirt and then we had people coming up to us oh yeah my name's so and so and you're like, I do, your, I do the labels every week, So I know I've sent you records so <laughs> yeah. many times. Like, I, I could almost tell them what street they lived on, you know, <laughs> the amount of times you've dealt with people. And putting names yeah. to faces is just a beautiful thing. Oh, it man, really I'm, I'm
3: so jealous. I'm looking at the, the lineup for the, the tape swap, and that's, 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 ma- yeah, that's, that's making me feel more envious than, than the main event, to be honest. Because what you're saying about people who we chat to online, like DataGirl, yeah. JPEG Stripes, Pad Chennington, Enrail. Uh, yeah. Or you, these people who I chat to yeah. all the time online, who, I, who I've never met in real life. I'm getting, I'm getting emotional. Some <laughs> nice remixes, don't I? Oh, but Did you know it?
2: what?
1: We were talking about this, and it's really important because I think people do feel like everything is centered. Like it's either Brooklyn or it's Los Angeles um, or it's London. You know, it's these big places. But having the opportunity for us to take our thing to america or to canada next year i think is where the aim is at that's what we're hoping to do with the future sounds event is to to take it across um and hopefully do something big enough in the uk or or in western europe where we'll get the same kind of surge of people from across the continent to be there because we'll have such Mm. a a big lineup we'll be able to pull something it's like a almost like creating a nexus which is what clanton was talking about when we interviewed him a while ago and it's like. The vaporwave scene has needed that for a long time. It's all been online, They're, that instant communication you can have, but meeting people that you've spoken to for the last—in some cases, people have spoken for five, ten yeah. years yeah. since the early days—and then met for the first time at Electronica, and there were people who had been friends online for seven years at that point. it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy, but it's wonderful. That's what it's all can about. Can I
3: give a shout out on that note? So at the at the Pure Life event, yeah, um, I met uh, Liam Murphy, who who runs the Listen Court blog. And, and magazine, um, and it was just so lovely meeting meeting somebody who I chat to um, online, meeting them in in real life, and they you know they turn to f- turn out to be every bit as lovely as they are online. So yeah, shout out Liam.
1: Oh, that's nice. So yeah, Brooklyn, that's coming up, um, and of course we've got our show in November. We're going back out. Me and my brother and Chris from uh, nobody here. We're going back out to LA the week after again for. The Young Bay Show, which is pretty massive too. And they've got kind of like a tape swap event going on the day before, which is also going to be huge. And we're going to be trying to catch up with people like George Clanton for their interviews. I think the main aim for us in the next month is going to be to wrap up every little bit of American filming that we need doing, because that, that'll that be it. That, that'll be 80% of the film in the can. So all of the kind of understandable frustration and confusion about where the project has been sitting all this time, will come to an end and we'll be able to start putting some teasers out and sharing a bit of the content because that's what our plan all along has been is to start releasing some snippets so you can see how good the sets have looked for the interviews that we've done and people can kind of get a taste for how good this film's gonna look and
0: i I have to say like aesthetically some of the stuff that you sent me a short thing um a little while ago it it looks beautiful like visually it's absolutely stunning in terms of how it's been set up it's not just a sat in front of a in a bright room with a, with a, with a light on somebody you know interviewing them it's, it's done really well so I'm um, yeah, I saw I people the really enjoy it piece that he did and it just yeah a, and you, you want to see effect. the
1: footage that it. they got from the first future sounds event because Sam came down with the camera and filmed yeah. there and there's some beautiful footage from literally behind uh, Carl and Maria on stage And the crowd's kind of bouncing with it. It it just, yeah, it's pretty stunning. But obviously the hard work's in the edit because it's about Mm. the details, about the questions, about what people are saying and putting that side of things together is going to be the hardest part. But it's going to look, it's going to look good. Really good. Q1, Q123, do you
2: reckon it will will emerge?
1: I think that's the aim. The only thing that might delay that is that we were hoping to go to Japan uh, to get, to get. In touch with a few like Seiko Mart, and maybe even stop over in Hong Kong and try and speak to the neon city people. Um, so there's a few, you know, there's there's, there's there's that side the of things light. that we want to do, and there's there's also because you have to choose a stopover somewhere on the way there and on the way back. There's a record shop in Bangkok uh, who've been in touch with us. Uh, I, I could, <clears throat> it's Bay Something Bay. I'll. I'll I'll put a link to them but they, they're they like um, they they seem to specialise in a lot of city pop they carry a lot of uh, the main labels in the vaporwave Wave Scenes records and there's clearly like some pretty cool cats in Bangkok yeah. who are collecting this vapour uh, city pop style music and it's um, they want to put on a show so we might do a stop over there and it's because we're trying to tell a global story at the end of the day we could interview everyone on Zoom but it would look shit yeah. sound shit Probably. and it wouldn't really give the sense of what we're doing and you know don't get me wrong. It's not a jolly. It's going to be this week and a half that we're in Brooklyn alone. Is the amount of people we've got to interview is going to be exhausting? My missus I mean, thinks I'm going on holiday, but uh, nah.
2: no, no, no. It's that's a hard work. Seriously, when Rise of the Sims finally came out, it looked really beautiful, and then there was still criticism. Like, why didn't you interview so and so? Why was so and so? But I
1: understand now, and I was one yeah. of those people who was moaning. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah. First first hands, really, it's been yeah. for two years three years yeah no, might have been.
1: well I didn't get inv- get involved in that side of things because I didn't crowd fund it when it first came out but I definitely was like well why haven't you spoken to X and why haven't you spoken to Y Probably because
2: they've finished recording it two years previous but, but, but like, all, was... all the
1: more as well so for example and this is something if you're listening to this and you're one of the people that wants to be involved who we've spoken to and we haven't yet tied up this is the importance of trying to orchestrate the time that we have we're there in Brooklyn for eight days this is just an example The most you can possibly do with taking an hour to set up each individual interview is about three people a day. So we're already limited the amount of people we can speak to. America's fucking huge. So we're only going to have one chance to get to these places. And there are one or two people that we're still really struggling to nail down people who definitely want to be involved but who for whatever reason just haven't yet managed to nail down times and if something slips from that day into another day it might not be able to because we're only going to be in america with a camera for eight days Uh, we're only gonna be on the east coast of america with a camera for eight days and chris will be doing some stuff he's flying around he's going to see Vito from dmtfl records which is down in kind of miami way he's gonna go and speak to grafton tanner who's this uh academic who's written a lot about nostalgia and um tom probably would be able to do this this more justice than me but quite a few people who are neither east or west and who aren't going to either the bay event in, in la in september or the electronicon in august and just From a logistic point of view, I can see why the rise of since people would have struggled because if someone wasn't available at a time in which they were able to get there, with yeah, their limited count, money. Cost us over a thousand pounds a person to get there, we've only got uh, the money that we raised,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: people think we raised 50 grand, but that was 50 grand that we had to pay for the records to be pressed and shipped out of,
2: yeah, of course. So, it I, people
1: are so. empathetic. I think they are yeah by and large yeah. but I, seeing a bit of progress coming along I probably sound a little bit chippy now but seeing a bit of progress being made I think is really important for them for us I'll feel less stressed yeah. hmm. I've aged I've aged yeah. lads I've aged They're all, yeah, all greyer. but it's one of those things it's like a beautiful idea it's one of the most uh, amazing projects I've ever had the privilege to be involved in and yet it's also something I've realised that not knowing anything about making a film but th- thankfully people like Chris are involved in it how bloody hard it is. No, the
3: money is crazy <laughs> as well, wasn't no. it? This, this film that got scrapped, was it a Batgirl film or Catgirl yeah. film? Like, what, uh, one of yeah, this? Yeah. put $100, mm, yeah, 100, yeah. 100 million dollars into it and then they just canned it. Yeah, Never nice. going to see the light of day. Yeah, it had, it had the Michael Keaton Batman in it as well, didn't it? I know, it? I
2: was looking forward to that. That alone, mm, mm. making him canon. But um, someone will...
3: Someone someone you won't you, you no, be allowed it, to, it, it, I, it. I'm sure it's all, you know... Probably yeah. part of it is to just literally
2: destroy. Yeah, it's it. tax write-offs. That's what people are saying, right. actually. Yeah, that and the um, Scooby yep. Doo movie—they're just tax write-offs. Sure.
0: But, you got, but you got to say, if you get that that far down the road with a, a movie that costs into the hundreds of millions, and you then realise that people don't like it, something, something—it's yeah, gone wrong somewhere, hasn't it? For you to get to all the point of I mean, audience previews. Of yeah, probably. <laughs> it's
1: just
3: that, that it's just through.
1: that this is a, a really like high-profile story mm. that people might have been excited about, or have certainly been aware of. Yeah,
3: the Vaporwave story. Yeah? So you're going to uh, wrap up or Batman? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> the the running joke that we have with Chris is that we'll just release a series of trailers because that is the ultimate vaporware. Just keep
3: advertising yeah. the product. People, people have short on attention spans the these days, anyway. You know, just just release some trailers. Barely
1: yeah we might just do a YouTube series story. just a series of 10 5 minute YouTube episodes
0: yeah, I think that'll cover just, it just do TikToks it? It, mate yeah. maybe yeah. a yeah. podcast just do a podcast yeah.
1: and then,
2: and then you will and wrap it up and you'll start on you'll start on number 2 immediately afterwards. <clears> because <throat> you yeah. love it so much Yeah,
1: we'll go and redo the synthwave one
2: yeah make it better <laughs> you reboot it <clears throat> No, we won't really do that Return of the Synth
1: I don't think I ever want to be involved in a film again not for a while anyway I want my trips abroad to be holidays next year. that's my yeah end.
0: that that's that's the thing is i i I definitely feel for you guys in the sense that I'll be there with you and we' we'll, you know, I'm, I'm quite keen to you know kind of see what you guys have got going on, but I can imagine I'm going to get there to you guys with lists of times and dates and stressing out over a beer that I think would be the in, in your initial planning days sort of thing' be interesting to see
1: yeah yeah anyway we've laboured that I suppose but yeah updates it's exciting give us another three or four weeks and I think we'll have 80% of the filming in the can so it is exciting times for that anything else any more for any more
0: that's about an hour's worth of audio yeah Yeah, yeah. I think there's enough chat there isn't there we can put some other music on if we need to as well two things then
1: one is a shout to Glenn who does the artwork yes. for? He uh, did the artwork for the first uh, show and does the artwork for the pod. He's a Southampton fan who went all the way oh, from London. My condolences. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. <laughs> Saw his team get beat 4-1, uh, but he Muscle did up. meet some nice Spurs fans, and I think he had a, a good kebab on Tottenham mm-hmm. High Road. So this, well worth yeah, it. So shouts, shouts to Grant. <clears throat> worth worth turning out for. And the other thing is, have you been watching the All on our yeah, documentary? Yeah, I have. Um, my fa- my favorite thing. Go on. There it's gotta be the speakers, yeah? <laughs> the like the the I'll tell okay, this is gonna be a bit no context here. The manager of Arsenal, this is like an in-depth behind-the-scenes documentary. Mm. Behind, They want to present him as like a revolutionary mm-hmm. thinker. So what he's done is, in the week before a big game, he's put speakers out on the side of the pitch where he's playing crowd noise from the stadium that they're going to be playing <laughs> out on the weekend. But it looks like the speakers, are about the size of speakers that you'd expect to see at an eight-year-old's yeah, karaoke yeah. party. So uh,
3: prim- <laughs> pri- primary school assembly kind of PA, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know when we you know go v- into Richer like-
1: Sounds and it's like the entry-level speaker and amplifier yeah. deal? £125, it's that kind of thing.
3: It's just so bizarre. Battery powered, a couple of D batteries. It's just so (laughs) weird. Yeah, Yeah, David Brent vibes off that man. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. 100%. (laughs) All
1: right, well, we'll be back very shortly as well with uh, an interview that Tom's doing with Pizza Hotline. Um, which I can't wait uh, to hear and obviously he'll be playing he's one of the guests that will be playing at the next Future Sounds which is Double Vision it's on the 12th of November 6pm till late you can get tickets at future-sounds.co.uk the headliner if you want to call him that is Cat System Corpse's first ever Live performance in the UK. You've got Eve.exe coming down from Scotland. You've got Donalend. You've got our favourite house band, Iverson, bringing the vibes. Yeah. You've got Enzo and Patrick Fakeman's Lost City pop set, which will be slightly tweaked, but finally delivered. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Have I missed anyone? That's it, I think.
0: I mean, and there might be some surprises at the end of the evening, but we'll see, won't we? Yeah, I mean. we'll see. We'll see so We'll, we'll just leave it at that for now. We'll
1: leave it at that for now, yeah. And more. Mm. Oh, cool. All right then guys well I nice will time. um well, see you in a few days yeah oh.